space-time, the ever-expanding frontier. These are the records of the most needlessly complicated rewatch of the Star Trek franchise ever. Its mission, to locate every second, contemplate every eon, from outside time to the Big Bang, to the 20th century, to the end of all existence. To do what no sane entity has ever done before. This is the Temporal Trek Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Temple Trek Podcast. We are in Season 3, Episode 64 of the podcast and Season 3, Episode 10 of Enterprise. And it's a full episode. No chopping and changing and twilights all around. Um, we are going to be starting at two weeks earlier at two minutes and three seconds. But uh, before we get started, of course, I'm not alone on this journey. I am joined right. by... You're joined by Dan. Dan. Yes, Dan. Who's Dan? Dan. Um are you are you dan or are you a, a serious well client? yeah well actually yes who knows um i can remember my my life or well, most of it <laughs> bits of it i've had, a, I had an interest in 90s like many of mm. us so um you know it's not all there <laughs> um but um yeah um yeah dan as far as i'm aware anyway i'm dan and i'm pretty sure you're dan too so yep. um between the pair of us we're um probably um dan, dan. and sim yeah. Yeah. We should have Dan Dan and maybe I'll record myself saying Sim over the top of it as well, just just for this episode. Yeah. Uh, Sim yeah, Sim Dan's. So there'll be Sim us Dan. two and then there'll be the two simulants of us as well. Um yeah, uh similitude. We are yes. here to we see are. a clone a clones. Um yeah, uh, as you said before, you didn't really remember last week. You, you said you didn't really remember this one and how you felt about it first time round. No. Obviously, we've been trying to set up this recording since Christmas break uh, for <laughs> for some time, but obviously everyone's very busy these days. Um, just rewatching it. Any thoughts about the episode in general? I'm not a fan, and uh, do you know what? I think I was thinking about this this morning, and I think I know what it is. I don't like kids in Star Trek. it's fair it's fair really yeah we've had some pretty nasty performances from from child actors so far um you know even though we haven't gone through a full series of trek at this point with all the time travel there has been a lot of bad child acting and i mean it wasn't awful it wasn't the worst child actor but yeah we children on starships there you go yeah, um, got a whole of TNG to look forward to soon. Oh God, yes. Uh, the higher, the fewer. <laughs> there we go. That's all I'm going to say about that one. Um, yeah. So similitude, just yeah, uh, yeah. It's one of those episodes where I love the concept. Mm. I love the sci-fi. I love the idea that we're going to be dealing with um, an alternate version of the person that we've got to know over the few years. Uh, but again, like so many episodes before in Enterprise, they take a great concept and it's kind of feels like it's not delved into enough. Not necessarily squandered because there are moments in this episode that I enjoyed, but they didn't really hit all the marks I thought they could have gone for. Um, the other episodes of Star Trek, as we're going to come to, possibly will deal with better. But there we go. Um, so we're going to start. 
Yes. Um, for the regular listeners, you already know this, but for new time people, I don't know why you started here on our temporal trek, but there we go. <laughs> uh, we have the L cars rating system. L cars, we have L locate the point in time. Uh, we basically just go through st- timestamps and try and work out the timey-wiminess of it all. Uh, C for consequences. Does the uh, content of the episode actually mean something for the Star Trek universe? Then alterations, expansions. Not necessarily saying that we could do any better, but if we were to remake this episode, was there something we wanted to see delved into more or could have been done better uh, with today's thinking or maybe you know old TV thinking in, the, in there as well? Then recommendations. Do we recommend to Star Trek fans as a good episode of Star Trek or do we recommend to non-Star Trek fans as a gateway drug get them in get them hooked um you know get them uh cloned and become just like one of us and uh, then we just set up for the next week's episode and sell our socials and podcasts and whatnot so l cars starts with locate so we're going to locate the point in time there's some timey wiminess as we start at mm. two weeks earlier at two minutes and three seconds and we get uh, sexy trek <laughs> We start. Oh God, yeah, I've forgotten about that. Into Pole's quarters. Oh yeah. Again, I don't have a thing against sex in Star Trek. You know, sex is a part of life, but it's the way this is filmed. Feels so exploitative of Jolene Blaylock and um, to um, Connor Trevnier, and they're just there. Uh, well, they're doing the the Vulcan neuro pressure. He's got her feet. She's got his feet, and they're talking about the engines. Um, you know, it's neuro pressure. Uh, there's injectors. He's gonna, uh, I don't know, do something about condensing the stream or something like that that somehow improves the flow of the warp engines. I don't know. Um, <laughs> ah. challenging postures and boobs in faces. Yeah. Your thoughts on this scene? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, why? Just why? Just, I don't know if there's something wrong with me, but I have a real issue with um, like romance and stuff in general in, <laughs> in TV and things. I just, you know, I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that whole thing where she's leaning over him, I mean, <laughs> I, mean, it's I just, think that's that's um, the scene that got me. Isn't it? If it yeah. stays as just doing the pressure on the feet, yeah. and you know, yeah. because that is a that is a standard sort of massage yeah. thing, and you know, okay, they're not exactly dressed as you would, you know, she's she's in silk robes and stuff. It's like, <laughs> you know, if she's a if she's a masseuse or she's doing like a medical practice, it kind of feels like you know, Flock should have lent her some scrubs or, yeah. or something, <laughs> you know, it, just to make it believable. And because she's a Vulcan, and because we've seen in other episodes of Star Trek where they do a Vulcany thing, it's more about hands, contact. You know, it's the yeah. simple things, but it's implied that there's something, you know, spooky and mm. and Vulcan mysticism-y going on. You know, that would have been so much more impactful for us than she leans over so you can see down her top on the, the way it's filmed. And, you know, I'm so surprised because when that happens, you see the director and it's LeVar Burton. Yeah. On yeah. this episode, and I just I feel like he would have picked up on that. And why? Yeah. Why did he do it? But yeah, there yeah. we go. Um, yeah. 
it's it, again it, it, we've said it so many times it's yeah, because we, they yeah. do this every time because you feel like they were trying to make a show that was going to appeal to the younger generation the hip and trendy uh let's see some boobs on tv generation <laughs> I, I don't exactly. i don't get it i just don't get it it just feels so wrong anyway um enterprise is trying to make this grand attempt and timmy uh, is at the controls um <laughs> on the bridge <laughs> calling out speeds that's all he gets to do i mean he gets to do something in the episode at least yeah. but uh timmy uh or who whatever his name is um he's calling out speeds he doesn't even say yes captain or no sir or we've got a problem sir <laughs> literally just calls out speeds um it works it's a beautiful sound but oh there's some turbulence yes. and uh explosions exploded uh stuffs all start flying uh some rocky debris hits people don't know how that happens um but uh, the ship gets all beaten up and gets stuck in this weird nebula thing of nuclear nuclear nucleonic particles yeah i tried writing it down three or four times i still can't say it and trip is in a coma will he survive da, da, da. any thoughts on the grand attempt you know coming back to the idea that this is the first white walk five ship and we're mm. doing some like experimental stuff yeah, I suppose that's quite cool in a way, isn't it? You know, they, they are out there, they are developing. I suppose does he does he end up s sitting on top of the warp reactor? Mm, yeah, yeah, that was a bit dangerous. That's probably not a good idea. <laughs> Why did you not think something yeah. bad was going to happen? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I don't know, really. I mean, it's a setup, isn't it? It doesn't feel like this setup, this idea that we need to improve the warp core, is something that had to happen in season three. Mm. And I don't know yeah, if you that's have very true. felt the same way. That's interesting. I hadn't thought of that, but you're right. Maybe in some ways, you know, is it worth risking something going wrong when mm -hmm. they got such a major, you know, major, um, uh, oh, God, my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's mission a mission there's, with, there's a yeah. mission at hand yeah. yeah which i mean does come up as justification of why mm, decisions get made later but i know this story the idea of the story and why the accident happened mm. kind of feels like something that could have happened a season ago yeah uh, and possibly yeah. would have been a bit more interesting mm. yeah they might have improved season two yeah maybe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're suggesting that season two was not enjoyable there we go oh yeah uh there we go uh anyway <laughs> uh in sickbay uh flox is straight in with desert larvae uh we can clone someone yeah. uh we can do all these amazing things like he's literally not giving him any other options yes. beyond let's clone him <laughs> um you know i kind of felt like i needed a scene of just a montage of flox with you know, maybe yeah. doing a narration just saying look it's been three days yes. i've exhausted yes. all possibilities it just kind of feels like he jumps straight into by the way i can clone any one of you at any time and i've been able to <laughs> yeah, do this for the last yeah. for the yeah. last two and a half years um do you want to give it a go maybe uh by this, the way you only get to leave for 15 days this feels like a very voyager story mm -hmm. yeah there's that episode where um where um neelix dies isn't there and he's yep. brought back to life by the nanoprobes mm -hmm. this is never done before it's never done again <laughs> despite the fact numerous people dying on voyager no one yep. ever thinks oh, i know that worked with neelix let's do it again <laughs> it feels very it, much like that doesn't it 
it really does. It just, I know, it, it kind of feels like it should have come up in conversation exactly, yeah. as a possibility yeah. once in a while. I mean, I know he does say that they're a closely guarded secret and yeah. that they don't like because it's it's controversial. But they had their first death on the crew earlier in this season. And it what there was a line from Reed who said, you know, it's going to be really hard to replace him. He, he knew more about the torpedoes than anyone else. Why didn't it come up sooner? That what, what if we cloned this guy and I look into the research of expanding the life so it's not just 15 days? Yeah. Um, that could have been a really interesting, you know, take a, a random and have a guest star that week who does you know, die in that episode, but gets to come back in this episode. And it's sort of talking about the, the ethics of, should we try and bring our crew members back? Is it, you know, is it good for them? Um, I mean, I know it's trip, you know, it's a character we're more invested yeah. in, yeah. but it kind of feels like you know, they could have done this earlier to maybe save this other guy who died yeah, ages ago. Um, yeah. Um, but there wasn't even an attempt and, you know, I'm still going to try and bring it back to maybe use the viral mutation thing in extinction uh, yeah. try and say you know <laughs> look this virus can bring people back from the dead because there's a whole culture that could be brought back from the dead could we not use this and you know trip wakes up from the coma but he's not quite trip and we still have the same conversations of am i the right same person all this kind of stuff they could have done extinction but they didn't <laughs> yeah they they had this love i just sitting at the back yeah, yeah pass the bat to Niels. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, uh, just saying. Uh, yes, in this weird, I'm not going to try and say it again, particles, uh, nebula, yeah. um, it turns out they're very magnetic and they start mm. sort of clumping on the side of the hole. And I really like that over the yep. course of the episode, you sort of see the Enterprise getting more and more engulfed and cocooned uh, by the, all this stuff, you know, the CGI actually matched what they were talking about yeah. this week there is no weird like oh I, why is the shuttle with no scrapes but we're seeing it with like pop marks over here doesn't make any sense so yeah the cgi worked this week yes, there you go yeah. um any thoughts on on the idea of this sort of nebula and the, there's a weird magnetic thing going on i quite like it actually yeah i quite like it it's um it's it, you know it's nothing spectacular or anything like that but it's it's it adds that little bit of uh, jeopardy doesn't it mm. you know they need to find a solution they haven't got their their chief engineer you know it, it that i mean there's obviously the 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 issue with the whole mission in general which mm. lends a sort of jeopardy to the to the need to have trip but mm. this particular thing going on right now also is another problem that trip would have probably been able to solve and in fact you know, you could argue that Trip solves it in the end <laughs> in, a, in yeah. a strange sort of way, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it, it works quite nicely. It's like a little B-plot, isn't it? It's a sort of, you know, just to add a bit of drama. Mm. So, yeah, it works, it works well. And another reason, uh, even though they say, as they're going to in the next scene about, you know, this is the mission, we, we can't complete it without Trip, which kind of echoes what we've been talking about with Twilight. We can't complete it with Archer, can't complete it without Trip either. You know, how many of the crew are quintessential parts of completing this mission? Um, but again, if this were in season two, this nebula and the crew dying would be equally uh, a part of Jeopardy. And yep. does it really need to be in season three, this episode? <laughs> just saying, <laughs> just saying. And season two would have been a lot better, please. Um 
so yeah uh, we get the mission versus sentient rights sort yes. of already yes. the start of this conversation and it, it kind of a missed opportunity for me because we do get um reed um and and hoshi sort of mention things but we don't really get the crew's opinion on this it's just archer mm. giving the order yeah. right clone him just do it yeah. um because of the mission yeah. um yeah uh we get sort of a um dna montage sequence where he just injects it into the lava there's nothing it's you know it's not like a you know doom 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 like montage sequence of like injecting yeah. the thing and now he just literally picks it up with his hand and just goes yeah. stab straight <laughs> wow i mean flox is really amazing isn't he you can do a dna cloning by just stabbing <laughs> something um we get a star log supplemental still no yep. star dates yeah. temple trek podcast um and we get a pickled fetus, and uh, oh, it's do, a boy, yes. which appears to be the same liquid that he used for um, Porphos recently. Whether I don't know whether they sort of filtered it out. Whether then what should have happened? There should have been like um, just a little. It should have been a bit hairier than normal, just like a, a little bit of dog DNA got in there. <laughs> he comes out. He has a real, real hankering for cheese. Oh, yeah. he really loves his cheese. <laughs> Oh, and he, every now and then he's just scratching behind his ear when he's trying to think <laughs> of something. Um, but uh, yeah, and then uh, to Paul can't be near him because he just smells so much worse, even for a human. Yeah. <laughs> oh, terrible. Um, and then uh, Ensign Dog Pooper Bear. Scooper just doesn't know who he's chasing. Is it is it Porthos? Is it Tri- yeah. uh, Sim? Who's who's he got to go after? And it's like Sim's done it again. Get the Pooper Scooper. <laughs> um, Papa Flox. Now okay. we already get the baby. Yep. The yep. baby is born. Yep. Topol sort of sees it and doesn't really give a reaction in a very Vulcan-y kind of way. Archer completely goes deadpan silent. Mm. And I'm wondering if that was, uh, you know, a, an intentional part of his performance because almost like he had this realisation, hang on a minute, mm. we've just created a life. And, ooh, I didn't realise it was going to be an actual baby. I thought it was going to be some glob that was going to sit on a shelf somewhere. Um, just uh, any thoughts on that? And also Papa Archer. You know, we get you know paternal art, uh, paternal um, flocks. I mean, mm. um, and, we, and we get to see Daddy flocks. Yes, Daddy flocks. Um, I think flocks would be a good dad. Actually, I think it, mm. later on in the episode, he does say you know he was a good father and stuff. And I think actually he would be pretty cool. Um, mm. Yeah, but I think you're right. I mean, I think it, it would strike you, wouldn't it, that when you sort of realize actually this is real. This is you know this is a a person. A, a, but it's not a person because mm. it's not, he's not a human really, is he? Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. It's yeah. I mean, the, the thing that I've been thinking about all through this discussion already is Tuvix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, I, I can't remember the podcast that does the comparisons between Snapchat. Yeah, Snapchat. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if they've done it already, but it's, mm. it's crying out for a, a Snapchat, isn't it? Because, you know, the story there's a lot of parallels you know not only is there sort of the you know almost i suppose in a way you could you could argue that you're bringing two life forms together with trips dna and and the and the sort of yellow the white sort of squishy thing (laughs) um um, and then of course you've got the killing bit you know what do you do you know so um yeah so it's a tuvix episode so and I tell you what, we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna veer off violently mm, here. 
yeah. But um, where are you on the Tuvix debate? Yeah, it's... You see, there is that utilitarian sort of argument, isn't it? It's that you're saving two life forms by killing one. Yep. Um, and, it, and it's a life form that wouldn't exist if it weren't for the individuality of the other two. Um, so if you're placing a value, if you place a value on Tuvix, you are still placing a value on both Neelix and Tuvok as separate personalities as well. Um, so, yeah, personally, I think Janeway was right. I think kind of she needs to, to have done it because yeah. there are two beings who don't exist in the universe um, if she just lets uh two weeks to live did she need to march him down there um maybe not you know no i I kind of feel like yeah there are two people who will die if two weeks continues to live so i do kind of fall on that side yeah i do too actually i do too yeah Anyway, that was a that here we go. Yeah, a veering off, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> because um, Sim, it's just it's a trade off for one to one. Yeah, absolutely. that I don't know. I mean, uh, on the off chance that you could expand his fifteen days life, there might be some research. As Flock says, I didn't mention it because it's still in its early stages. Yeah. And you know, as much as Sim says, well, it does exist though. There are people yeah. who claim it exists. On the off chance that yeah. you get to live a full life. Um, it seems a bit too wishy-washy. Um, and and even Sim with Tripp's memories and Tripp's way of looking at the world, I don't know if he would take that risk. You know, he is a risk taker when it comes to the engines, but yep. is he a risk taker with everything else? Mm. Um, yeah, mm. there we go. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, we do find out whether he should have been uh, Stephen or Dennis. Oh, yes. uh, uh, what name? The, the crew apparently have got some names yeah. coming up. Malcolm just would have suggested Malcolm. I'm pretty sure and it's like, it's a good name. He would have loved it. Um, <laughs> wouldn't have got confusing at all. Uh, we could have called him Travis. That's a pretty, pretty cool name. You know, no one yeah. else in the crew's got, no, got no, the name Travis. No, been a problem at all. No. And that's trip Travis. You know, kind of works yeah. off the, off the, off the tongue. Uh, yeah. But obviously trip is called trip. Cause he's the third, isn't he? Trip yes. Tucker is triple. Yeah. 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 So if he's the fourth. Yeah. Should have been called quad. Quad, yeah, Quad yeah. should have been his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, there we go. Um, we do get a, an effective fertilizer joke as uh, Flox is changing oh, the yes. nappy, and we kind of get a montage sequence now of, yes. of everything going on. And uh, uh, yeah, and that's true. Having changed way too many nappies in my lifetime, <laughs> that is true. Uh, reading with Hoshi, War of the yes. Worlds. Yeah, one of my favorite sci-fi books. Cool. War of the Worlds and yeah. uh, obviously the um, Time Machine, my two yeah. favorite sci-fi uh, novels by H.G. Uh, Wells. But he st- sorts of remembers reading it before. Now, this is possibly even the biggest discovery, not the cloning, because mm. cloning is kind of something we do now with yeah. Dolly the Sheep, yeah. um, you know, yeah. back in the nineties and and everything like that. That we have a genetic memory, um, which is, as far as I know, complete. Border dash puppycock. There's no way no, it possibly could work. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you know, no, not a biologist here, but I don't feel like that's a real thing. Uh, but it is something that Star Trek says is something yes. that will happen, yep. uh, and that humans have this sort of predisposition, um, almost like just like in Extinction, that you can remember an entire civilization. Could have mentioned it earlier. Could have mentioned it just in a line to make it make sense. 
That, oh, you remember, you remember when you remembered an entire civilization, Archer? <laughs> entire life of Trip. It's exactly the same thing. It would have made that episode mean something. <laughs> Please. just end, It's sitting there on his shelf right next to the lava that he cloned him with. It could have been a conversation. Uh, there we go. But yeah, any any thoughts on um, genetic memory? Is it a nice idea? I suppose it is quite a nice idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do think it's bullshit, but yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Because that means we have to remember all the really bad stuff our species has done exactly. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and kids' clothes on the ship. Yes, some someone's being very busy. Our favourite yeah. person, good old quartermaster, good man. They're quite. Uh, I mean, they weren't really generic, were they? The, the kids' clothes weren't mm-hmm. like, you know, when he's older, when he's like teenage, yep. uh, sin, yes, and he's like hitting onto pole and stuff. He's wearing the jumpsuit that we kind of yeah. see in TOS. But when yeah. he's a kid, he kind of looks like he's wearing Adidas and some brands. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. you feel like the quartermaster was just like, you know, oh, I remember these, these, these yeah. are the old twentieth century designs. That's oh, it because gonna... he's got racial memory. You see. Oh God, that's it. So he, that's he's obviously his great great grandfather was a designer for Adidas. <laughs> and he can remember. It, it had the stripes down that. That's yeah. what it is. The quartermaster is a descendant of the people who work for Adidas. Uh, <laughs> yes, perfect. Um oh, we only have the best conversations here at Temple Trek. Uh Archer <laughs> uh says that he ordered Sim uh to to be born so it's yeah. only right that he's the one who answers these questions that sim uh or little boy sim is having about uh where's my parents why am i here i can remember my parents but i can also remember the crew what's going on and you know in a with no decency whatsoever no sort of lead up to it he just pulls back the curtain and shows chip <laughs> <Yeah>. in a coma <laughs> <laughs> Not a kind of like look. There's there's something we need to talk about. Yeah. Um, you're not actually a human. You're a you're a clone. I know this sounds really weird. There's no conversation. It's almost the darker side of Archer's superpower of being able mm. to explain an entire plan and everyone ah. just being able to follow it. He just literally just pulls back the curtain and rock that explains everything, doesn't it? There we go. You you know what I'm talking about because of my superpower, don't you, Sim? Yeah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna veer off again. Go for it. Last night I was watching Star Trek Next Generation. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the episode was called, but it was the one where Picard is sort of transported to a room with other people, and they're stuck in a room and oh. they're trying to escape. And there's a there's like a copy of Picard on the Enterprise, yes. giving weird weird um, orders and stuff. Yeah, um, uh, is it Allegiance? I, I don't know. Allegiances? I can't remember for the sake. I, I just literally yeah. saw it on Pick or Legend or something. Mm-hmm. And but anyway, at the end, he comes back. The original Picard comes back, and he just raises his eyebrow, and they trap the aliens. Yes. So yeah, it, it's obviously a. It's again, it's, may, maybe Picard remembers it from Archer. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Maybe it's part of the standard Starfleet. Training, yeah, training yeah. so this yeah. is a consequence maybe of it yeah. like you know yeah. it's another example of archer has this ability it's actually seen as the prerequisite for being a captain on a starship yeah. is being able to easily give orders yeah, that's it. Yeah. there you go you see so maybe it's a trope we will see as we go forward i really hope so uh, yes, even, so even more I, yeah. than even more than uh garbage scales from last yes, week yes indeed you know, yeah that's it. yeah 
I'm just looking at my notes now. Oh, yes, we get a callback to uh, the, the season pilot. With the drone, the oh, little yeah. drone that he's flying. Oh yes, we do. yes, yes. Um, which was uh, really nice. I didn't expect that he'd yeah. brought the the drone all the yeah. way with him, the, the little flying yeah. spaceship. Um, you know, where was that this whole time? <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. I'm pretty sure when the ship's been taken over by Nazis or space pirates, having a drone that could fly, that you can remote control, probably would have been a useful bit of kit, maybe mm. to I don't know try and you know distract him or or something like that kind of feel like this should have come up earlier or or is this a completely different model it just happens to be the exact same ship uh, you know, who fun. knows yeah who knows very chunky it was wasn't it yeah why is yeah. it done for him a pad like come on yeah Like, if they hadn't have gone with Chris Pine as Kirk... Okay. The way he looked, he, he just I feel like he could have been, like, Ooh. the cut price alternative Kirk back then. <laughs> you know, much cheaper than Chris Pine uh, is now. Obviously, Chris Pine probably wasn't that expensive back then when we first made Star Trek 09. Um, but, he's the, he's yeah. the fan film version, isn't he? Yes, yes. yes. He, oh, you know, he may well have been. I don't know. I didn't look up his his bio on IMDb, but uh, but yeah, he, he, I just I got a lot of Kirk vibes from oh, teenage. Yeah. Trip. yeah, okay, yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah. yeah, and he did say in the previous scene when he was a lot younger that he wanted to be a starship captain. So it just yes. kind of felt I got mm. I got Kirk vibes there. I don't know why. Um, she. Uh, T'Pol, um says that actually you should help Ensign Mazzaro. So we found out another member of the team's name in engineering. It's not just faceless persons uh, <laughs> with the diagnostic and fa- plasma assembly, but Trip's not really interested. He just wants to talk to T'Pol. He even yeah. wants to take her to movie night. Yes. So clearly his movie night <laughs> obsession was something yes. from a lot younger days. <laughs> uh, despite the fact that he didn't want to, he said that with his sister, he didn't want to go to the cinema back in the day when he was talking about her. Um, but uh, clearly, you know, at some point he became obsessed with cinemas. Um, they're finding that the magnets are going to create a diamagnetic field. And of all the people to discover this, Malcolm. Malcolm figures out that the magnets are going to destroy everything. And it just kind of felt like, when did Malcolm become the <laughs> magnet expert? <laughs> Very weird. Uh, but in four days, the ship will go offline because the magnets will become too strong and their compasses won't work, I guess. Sim now looks like Trip and yes. he realises that Keemline Pie is the thing he mm. loves the most. Any thoughts on um, younger Trip hitting on to Pole uh, or, you know, the, the the jeopardy? A bunch of magnets, is that scary enough <laughs> as a threat? Um, well, I mean... Yes and no, because no, it's a bit naff, isn't it? But actually, the, the consequences are, are are pretty bad. You know, <laughs> well, not pretty bad; they're disastrous. <laughs> but there, it's a bit like you know, it's not the most exciting B plot jeopardy thing, is it? You know, attack of the killer uh, magnets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm, magnets. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> It's like young Trip playing with those iron filings, creating like yeah. a little 
clown face on the on the thing using the magnets. But yeah, I suppose uh, I mean yeah, teenage trip. I suppose you know there's no teenagers on the ship, is there? So you know, I don't know about you, but when I was a teenager, I probably would have you know I don't know, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But he is sort of showing that aptitude for science engineering. He's yep. already figuring stuff out. And as he's sitting down with his key lime pie, uh, he talks to Reed and says, I've kind of figured out how we can get out of this one. Yeah. We've got two perfectly good engines. Could you turn the uh, the phasers onto the hull and sort of chip off a bit of the old magnets? To which I think Reed almost explodes with delight on his face. Like he says, oh, why would you want to do that? But the grin on his face is just massive. Like, you want to shoot something? I like Sim. Sim is really cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're going to use the the engines to sort of pull the ship forward. Now, again, I have said this a million, a million, million times. There are supposed to be two Sulaban pods still in there. So they've actually got four engines, haven't they? Like... Sorry, I'm in the box again. Yeah, I'm in the writer's box. I've got four. I've got four engines. They could, they could pull it out. Um, they could pull it out like you know, four reindeer pulling a Christmas sleigh or something. Yeah, ah. they they could have done something. They surely, could, yeah, they could have done. But what I don't understand is why the the they have to be towing it from the front. Like they could, like magnets. Yeah, they could just stick the shuttle pods onto the yeah, engines okay. yeah, yeah, and yeah. push them. Push, Surely it's yeah. easier to push rather than it is to pull. Right? If those cables snap, surely yes. that's yeah. that's another thing that could go wrong. Whereas if you yeah. attach yourself to an engine that's already shut off, so it's not going to affect yeah. the, the shuttle, I just didn't see why we didn't get like magnets. They uh, attach yeah. themselves to the engine and, and push themselves. I, I, yeah, there we go. Um, I suppose if they do explode, you know, killing both uh, Reed and, and Timmy... Yeah maybe um uh yeah so the the idea of pulling them out and tractoring them out yeah any any thoughts was it an exciting um, plan i i think what's really nice about it is that it again i mean we we're talking last week about um archer still having a value and being valued mm. it's this moment where where sim as an individual mm. no long just just as as trip but as Sim as himself has as, uh, contributed. Mm. So I think it's a nice moment, actually. It, it gives Sim an individuality that obviously he hasn't got. You know, he isn't an individual. He's a copy. Yeah. He isn't, but he is an individual as well. Of course he is. I mean, you know, it's all, it all gets very, doesn't get timey wimey. It gets sort of, what's the word? Biology, biology, <laughs> biology, ology. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, so it's nice because it's it's his idea. Mm, yeah, you know? and and then thinking about Twilight, so happening in the alternate timeline at the same time. Yeah, you know, was there ever this mission in that alternate timeline where uh, maybe Archer was incapacitating, but Topol had to make the same decision? And you know, is the uh, is the trip that he's talking to in that mess deck also Sim from the alternate timeline? And that you know he was trying to contribute, and yeah, this this was something I was trying to get into last week. That actually there were there were lots of layers that we could have yes. brought in uh, into this as time as Temple Trek, um, but he he's still just as valid, still as as useful as say Archer without his memories. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Archer says he can't jeopardize the ship, 
or trip and this is where we kind of get the justification because they've got this grand mission against the zindi yeah that's why they need trip but there's already jeopardy to the ship like there's already the 80 some lives on the ship that need to be saved again it didn't feel like this needed to be in the zindi arc and i was wondering if you felt the same is this another classic example of something coming out the 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 arc and therefore suffers from that as well yes i think so I think so. It's funny enough. I watched um, Pro- um, not Proving Ground, um, Chosen Realm last night, mm-hmm. and that does the same thing. I mean, it does. It's a little bit more, mm. but this it's really odd, you know, because we have this idea in our head that season three is a season long arc, but more and more, I'm realizing it really isn't. It comparatively in two thousand and one, mm. it sort of was. Actually, it isn't at all. Mm. And there's lots of episodes, you know, that are are episodes that, yes, maybe I mean, to this episode to a degree continues the arc, but only very slightly and very lightly. It really is a standalone episode with a bit of arc thrown in. Yeah, I think it. I think it is a shame. I would love to have seen, although, you know, we we do get season long with with Discovery. And you know we moaned enough about that already. <laughs> you know, so maybe maybe this is a better solution. Maybe it is a better way of doing it is to you know actually be standalone with a bit of the the things thrown in. Mm. I think so, yeah. Knowing what episodes are coming up, just based on the titles, it feels like the arc really comes the focus of the second half of the season as opposed yeah, to the first bit. I agree. I agree. And almost though, you know, where some people didn't really watch season one and two, I wondered whether they felt like they could do a season arc, but for all the new people coming in who just came in at the beginning of season three, so you sort of catch up on the characters and kind of get an idea of who they are, we're going to do a few episodes that have got really very tangential connections to the arc, just so you know who these people are, so that when we finally do do the arc, you know where we're coming from. Mm. And it it was kind of like a, a... at that time in TV, I seem to remember that was the the framework for lots of serialized TV. The first yeah. four episodes, character pieces, yeah, take you know, take them uh, as you ha- as you are, and then the rest of the season, the other twenty episodes are proper story based on the arc. Um, and I kind of feel like it, it, this is falling into season three seems to fall into that pattern as opposed to just nothing but the arc from yeah. day one all the way through. Uh, but yeah, there we go. Yeah, so uh, at this point, uh, we then find out that in the grand scheme of things, the people who are going to pilot the shuttles are Timmy and Reed. Isn't Archer supposed to be like the the numero uno pilot after after Timmy? Um, like Archer says that he can't sacrifice Trip, but equally Archer is the captain. Shouldn't he be sort of leading foot forward and all this sort of yeah, thing? Yeah, I think so. Although you know, let's be honest, Timmy and Reed are probably the the most. Um, dispensable members of the crew (laughs) no no one would mind getting rid of reed (laughs) there's not going to be a twilight or a similitude episode for reed or timmy are there really yeah yeah i suppose yeah we can lose these guys that's fine um but that does mean that if reed in the shuttle um no one gets to fire the phasers but sim so he missed Uh, out on getting a shoot things sorry reed got wasn't he oh mate there is a moment where you're looking at his face in the shuttle and it's like, is he worried about the shuttle or is he worried that he didn't get to shoot something? <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, there we go. Uh, it's like, oh, someone did the job better than I did. Mm. Uh, Reed doesn't uh, get to shoot anything. Ha ha ha. Is what I've written on my notes. Um, even <laughs> looks disappointed in the shuttle pod. So there we go. But both pods are working together. Yes. And yeah, it did make me kind of feel like, you know, this is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer with Father yeah. Christmas pulling the sleigh in the the, the dead of night. Um <laughs> But uh, will it work? The music ramps up. Oh, if only Enterprise 2 were here to help them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that happened handy, didn't it? Why didn't Enterprise 2 not turn up? Yeah. <laughs> like, they knew that they would be that. in this field. And, yeah. Or, you know, help them before the test goes off. It's like, don't yeah. do this. Yeah. Sim's going to go through this horrible thing of, you know, he's going to be in a coma. All the, oh, there we go. Um. Uh, sick bay flocks uh looks like he's been crying as he realizes that actually he can't have uh it both ways he can't have sim for a few more days and save trip's life because he will die and uh, archer even says you told me this wasn't going to happen personally i think this is probably the best scene in the whole episode because they i genuinely feel like the two dads of star trek enterprise were having a proper fight about things because you know, you told me he was just going to live for 15 days. And even if we took this tissue, it wasn't going to kill him. But it actually looks like humans aren't as resilient as we thought. Um, it's rare for a species not to be as resilient as we thought in Star Trek, as we've uh, worked out with Vulcans and Denobulans. Yeah. But there you go. Do you feel like there was enough? Because at, up to this point, it has really been a focus on Trip and T'Pol, really, and the love story that is burgeoning here, as opposed to we just created life what did we just do is he a person is he not a person mm. even though we've had that argument about it was my plan i should be flying the shuttle it was a it was a very brief scene as opposed to all the nuggets we've had of the love story do you feel like there's enough now that they did they just throw this in to get a little bit more tension actually you know sim has to properly die so that trip can live it's not a case that he will live for a few more days and then die mm. we're going to have to kill him to save trip do you feel like that the writers were just like, oh, it's not tense enough. We need to up the ante. Yeah, maybe. And I think in some ways you need that, actually, because you do need that drama of that, you know, because otherwise it's almost like a, there's no there's no sacrifice to it. There's no, you know, it's it's sort of, it's done for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I think, I mean, yeah, to a degree, they're just adding a level of drama. But I think it works quite well because, again, what it does is it then brings into focus that you are, you've created created this life and then you're going to take this life. Mm. And, and that's a lot different to creating the life and letting that life li- live out than it is to to stop, you know, to, to end that life prematurely. Although, you know, there's all that argument about, well, it's only 15 days, does it really matter? Blah, mm-hmm. But, you know, all that stuff. But it, it I think it needed it, really. Mm. Because it, just, it, it, it felt like they were adding drama into yeah. it. Like, yeah. I kind of feel like if this had always been the case, that we've, if he knew about it from the get-go and knew that they, they did have to kind of kill him, um, would that have been an even bigger discussion? Could it actually have meant that this episode really focused on what is the sci-fi bit as opposed to being 
you know, explaining why Topol now loves Trip, which kind of feels like the focus that they went with with the episode as opposed yeah. to the the sci-fi focus. Um, I kind of feel like they should have maybe started with this and like that Archer and Flocks always knew that it was going to come down to this. Do you think only- that that would have made it harder than, for them to to make the decision to do it? Maybe, maybe um, that they wouldn't have done because he's going to die anyway. And yeah. we're, you know, you're basically turning us into a murderer in order to save a life. But is that more of an interesting conversation? Is that more of a trekky conversation? Maybe, yeah. That actually, they, they went yeah. this far and realised they shouldn't have gone this far. Yeah. Um, and then have it then play into the Zindi arc of, we've gone so far and now we're taking it one step further. Are we murderers? Yeah. Are we able to do yeah. this? Do we have the stomach to take on the Zindi as yeah. you know another subtext to the episode? Um I don't know. It kind of feels like if they dealt with that earlier, this could have been a thing going all the way through, and it uh, give yeah. give us more of Archer's development as well as yeah. Trip in the story. Yeah. Even though I know it's a Trip episode, so it has to be focused yeah. on him, but just give Archer just that little bit more as well. He uh, tries to talk, say that I can live forever. That there is this other research. He tries to play into this whole idea that you know there is another thing possibility, but it's so slight. It's so yeah. you know. Um, impossible it wouldn't really work or there's no time for flocks you know as much as he can solve a, a virus that's taken 60 years in extinction <laughs> in six days um just saying uh even flocks you've got to leave it, you've got to leave it beyond that oh, you've got i'm to sorry you know that would have been a great argument for sim to bring up it's like by the way yeah. you cured a virus just a, like a few months ago that it took an entire species <laughs> 60 years and they couldn't figure it out and you cured it in a few days you could give me life as well yeah um but there we go yeah, again just use extinction it's right there um <laughs> I'm I'm sitting in the box again, aren't I? I'm sitting you're, in the writer's box. You're, you're there. <laughs> um, but they must complete this mission because they need Trip. Yet again, we're coming back to this argument of you know Trip needs to be there because of the Zindi mission, not necessarily just you know to save the lives on the ship. Uh, I kind of feel like though, if they didn't kill him, let's say we didn't get this uh, conversation that we, we have to lose Trip in order to save Trip. Were they depriving us of an even more interesting conversation of having Trip talk to Trip, having an aged <laughs> Sim yeah. talking to Trip once he's awake, and that's how he realizes his yeah. feelings for Topol? Yeah, interesting. So that's, yeah, it, that's interesting. Isn't it? Yeah, don't deny yourself this ex- uh, you know experience, yeah. a way of having two characters talk to each other, um, and echo what will eventually happen with e squared uh, exactly what i popped into my head yeah yeah and yeah, actually interesting yeah it's it's a, a sci-fi way without doing dream sequences of having a, a character talk to themselves mm. um and it would it might it might be interesting to have like trip in old age makeup uh you know standard star trek trope of old age yes. makeup uh talking to himself i just kind of feel mm. like we were deprived of that scene as well yeah um, and then yeah. we didn't need the false drama of we have to kill him. Mm. The drama is just that we grew to love this person in 15 days and yeah. now we have to lose him. And that uh, you deal with loss. And again, comes into the Zindi arc. We've lost all these 7 million people. And, you know, it comes down to one person mm. as well. Every life is sacred kind of message. Yeah. Um, it, it, again, it just plays into this idea that I love the sci-fi, con- sci-fi concept of this episode. I just kind of feel like they missed some big opportunities to tell some great story. Um, and I don't know if that is the same way you feel. Mm, 
Yeah, no, that's right. I hadn't thought of that, but you're right. That would have been really interesting, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Having old trip. And then you've got this weird thing. If this the racial memory thing is right, would old trip remember things that haven't actually happened to young trip yet? Yeah. He becomes a new person, yeah. a new a new thing. Um yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, I mean that's interesting because then he's entirely his own person for the last two, three days of his life. Yeah. Um, and he becomes his own individual. He just happens to have everyone else's memories as well. Um, almost like uh, I suppose with inner light, you know, where Picard gets yeah. an entire lifetime put into his m- memory. So every moment after that, he is Picard plus that character, plus yeah. that other person. Um, Sim is trip plus the extra three days he's going to have. Um, And that gives him a unique perspective, I guess. Um, Or, or have him come up with a Zindi thing in his mind. It's like, Oh, the more I've been thinking about this, of course, the only way that this, this, and this works is, you know, if the Zindi have a sphere over here, you know, and he kind of figures it out because he's future trip who can work on this kind of problem. Um, And then have it come back to the Zindi plot. I just kind of feel like that was kind of missing. As much as they tried to say, oh, because of our mission, we need him. I kind of feel like there's there's something missing that they should have had (laughs) just to bring it into the arc. But there we go. Um, Sim tries to escape. He says, I can't think of anything worse than that. Maybe getting stuck in there with Malcolm. I I agree. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Spend my last few days of my life uh, in a place with no toilets. Uh, And. And I, yeah, when I think of my retirement, I want to make sure they've got working loose. That's all I want. Uh, <laughs> I, re- I don't care where I end up in my later stages of life. As long as I've got a functioning toilet, I'm all right. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Just as he gets called to the slab, we get a very emotional moment between Sim and Phlox. Uh, you one hell of a dad. You yeah. one hell of a son. I, 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 you know, I can't say it would have improved it, but maybe a mention of Metis Maybe had Sim say, you told me about your son, Metis. And I feel like, you know, you didn't do anything wrong. You've been such a great dad to me. Um, But, you know, you can still reach out to him and all this kind of stuff. As as a nice little character callback, it would have been a nice throw in line for me just to mention Metis. Um, uh, And then that's it. We stop at 41 minutes and 16 seconds. We come back at the beginning of the episode, zero minutes, zero seconds, as Archer is... Delivering a eulogy of someone yep. who loved this sh- ship so much and knew the sacrifice to come. Words that almost kind of feel like they should have had an aged sim, you know, living out. And actually he sacrificed his last few days figuring out something for the Zindi plot. Um, I just kind of feel like an older sim would have been an interesting person to say these words to. Um, he knew the sacrifice of what was needed. And we end at zero minutes, 41 seconds as we go into the credits. As we come out the credits, we go into 41 minutes, 17 seconds of the episode as the eulogy continues to just a little bit longer. We'll never forget him. And there's Trip standing over his body. Well, yeah. in... that's got to be yeah. weird, isn't it? That's is it in your own weird, funeral? Weird, yeah. yeah. I mean, is that in the Starfleet manual? Is that a consequence for this episode? <laughs> Um, the, uh, by the way, <coughs> if you go on some of these missions, you might end up going to your own funeral. Um, ah. No, not time travel. You're just going to see yourself in a coffin about to be shot off to the sun. Um, <laughs> really sorry about that. This is uh, dealing with your own death 101 here at Starfleet <laughs> Academy. Um, any thoughts just uh, on this? I, again, should they have had a video message from Sim to Trip 
about acknowledging your feelings. Uh, yeah, if that's that the nice. if the love story is the focus they wanted, yes. should we have had a little bit more resonance from mm. Sim? A final word from Sim, perhaps. Yeah, that'd have been cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. So you think of these good ideas, mate. <laughs> I just turn up and talk shit, basically. <laughs> No, not at all. No, 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 no. I've said this before. When I listen back, when I do the editing on this episode, you are so much more interesting because I'm just like, I'm sat in the box and they're all just saying, let's listen to Shrim on a recorded message. That's a silly idea. No, you you delve us in. You you talk about the proper stuff. Um, But yeah, just the funeral, you know, put them in a, put them in a torpedo. We've lost another torpedo. Yes, another torpedo, yeah. You know, ding, if we've got the canter still going. Um. We've lost another one. Just uh, you know, does it does it feel like they were playing trying to get a rougher calm moment there and get everyone crying? Okay. Do you feel invested enough in Sim as a character? See, I don't. Carol, my partner, was in tears. Ah, I see. But me, I'm just a heartless bastard, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I could, yeah, because like he was always supposed to be dead like yeah whether he had three more days or he had to die to save trip i i'm a new life came about from his death in the yeah. same way that ratha khan yeah. even though spock dies we get a new yeah. planet at the perhaps end that was, that's a short trek perhaps he's been Ooh. shot off onto a planet that's you know and he he comes Ooh. back Oh, maybe onto a monkey fact, planet a, and just yeah. uh, oh, extinction, yeah. and you know, the, 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 there's an old <laughs> trip sitting somewhere oh, in, a, yes. in the expanse. Yes. Oh, there, there. You see, there you go. You've come up with a great episode there. I would love to see old trip comes back. Or, um, as I was uh, saying, I've been plugging this podcast on other shows uh, on Earth Station Trek. We were talking about the doctors of star trek and i was saying that because i've watched so much flocks he's becoming my favorite doctor again um but uh we mentioned that we were doing this episode the the cloning episode and one of their um uh hosts said well this is a great way this is how he doesn't die at the end spoilers everybody at the end of enterprise you know trip doesn't die they clone him yes. and it, the clone is <clears throat> gone what if it's this Sim yes. who lives on? Yeah. So we could do season five of Enterprise with Sim instead of Trip, but he's still got all the same memories. And because of some weird rejuvenating, um, use extinction uh, virus, um, he can live off. There's a, I don't know, but there we go. I tried. I tried so much. Um, but yeah, that's it. We shoots off into the sun. We he get does. a little bit of trumpets and uh, <laughs> off the Enterprise goes to beat the Zindi. Um, any other thoughts on the episode before we move on? No, I've had enough of it, mate. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. So fair I've enough, watched enough. it enough times. We've talked for it, about <laughs> it for three quarters of an hour. I've had enough, mate. <laughs> We've cloned this conversation way yes, too many times. Yeah. It's, it's wearing thin like the third or fourth copy on a printer. Um, yeah. Right. So we've done the locating the point in time. So consequences from this episode. What are the consequences for the Star Trek universe? Question whether it addresses the consequences. The concept of learning from one's mistakes shouldn't be difficult for a Vulcan of your wisdom to understand, Ambassador. I don't wish to contradict Captain Archer. But learning from one's mistakes is hardly exclusive to humans. Trips alive. Trips alive. Yeah. Yeah. So he does yeah. all the stuff that he goes on to do. Um, not explicitly said, but 
I mean, is there some sort of legal ramification? Can you clone your crew members anymore yeah. if you need to save yeah. their life? Should each should each in, uh, starship have a clone thing on it just in case? Mm. Yeah. I mean, are there, is this species going to be pissed off that their thing yeah. was used without their consent? I mean, how did Flocks get hold of it in the first place? <laughs> yeah. That was a conversation we never had. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. Hang on a minute. What black yeah. markets are you on, Flocks? <laughs> what... Um... Does Flox sort of start to investigate the possibilities of extending the life? Because, if, you know, he regrets losing Sim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. When he injects the lava, obviously yeah. the implication is that that lava then grows into the human body. But is there still a husk? Is there still another lava there? Like, uh, do you, okay. does it sort of spawn? like a cell division and you still get a lava so you can keep using the mm. same lava over and over again and like that's why you only have one like a sourdough yeah sourdough <laughs> <laughs> the sourdough enterprise oh that would be good. that'd be like the other voyager one where they're all made up of that weird metallic stuff oh yeah Planet Hell. yeah but there's an entire epi- episode where it's just a crew of sourdough crew who are just melting away as they uh, uh as they have to be you know put in a comas or something to to survive something um but the sourdough crew are in you know they're they're immune because they've got the lava dna in them um ah there we go yeah i i suppose the big thing is though it is the thing they were pushing for what the writers really going for is explaining the love story between yeah. to pole and trip and moving that relationship on yeah that for me i think is probably the biggest consequence from yes this episode. you're right actually yeah it is yeah because yeah. nothing they learn here is going to help them with the Zindi. Yeah. You know, it's not like Sim figured something out in the Zindi weapon plot. Yeah. Um, that is the big thing, is that they're they're going to become the romance, the power couple for, if not season three, but season four maybe as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, and that's it, I think, that's for it. consequences. Yeah. yeah so. Alterations, expansions, things we would have seen. I mean, I've been pitching away with stupid ideas. Uh, <laughs> um... Anything else? I like your idea that actually they should have shot him off and maybe we could have had Sim return in some uh, other form on another planet somewhere. Yeah, do you know what? I'm going to go back to what I said a minute ago. I've had enough of this episode. <laughs> I just don't care anymore. Just It's like I'm, I just can, like, after the, the next 10 minutes or so, once we've finished, I can just forget about similitude. <laughs> I've had enough. I don't want to think about it. I, Ten years time, I come back and see it again. That's cool, but you know, it's not like a a hate, a utter hatred episode. But I've had enough of it. I've watched it three or four times. I've spoken for you to you forty five minutes. <laughs> I just give up on it, mate. And I do, I do apologise that you've watched this for like four times in a row now for this show. Um, but obviously, the ramifications of being able to clone trip given that he does die at the end and we're not going to yes. come to that till we get to TNG in yeah. Pegasus. We may have to talk about similitude just one more time okay. uh, I'll, in I'll the future, but a long time in the future, way, 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 way off. Um, yeah. So that's alterations expansion. So all that's left is the recommendations, the pirate criteria. What did you think of the story? From my perspective, that's one way of looking at it. I'm going to recommend card movies. Do we recommend to Star Trek fans this episode? Is it a good episode of Star Trek? No, I don't. I don't recommend it. 
I, I just don't like it. It's, it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. I like the idea, as you said earlier. I like the, the principle of it, but I just don't like this episode. Carol, really, my partner, really likes it. Mm. And as I say, she was in tears. <laughs> but me, no, I just don't. I just, no, I've had enough. I, I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Again, for me, it's something we've said so many times. It's a great concept. Not so great on the delivery. Didn't yeah. stick the landing for me. Something yeah. about this episode just doesn't really get there. Doesn't give me the meat that I'm looking for in a Star Trek episode. And because the focus then is more about explaining why one character is in love with the other character, as opposed to looking at the moral implications of cloning and yeah. right to life and the other meatier conversations we could have had. And then, oh, by, by the way, on the other side, we have some character development as well with Depole. That's the direction I think they should have gone yeah. as opposed to more focus on the, the romance as opposed to the moral question. And that's always the thing for me. I, I kind of want that Star Trek-y meet. And then we have the conversation or the, the character development on the outside. Um, and of course, Reed didn't get to shoot anything. So there's always that. Um, to non-Star Trek fans, though, you just said Carol. I mean, Carol knows Star Trek. Oh, Carol's uh, a big fan. Oh, don't worry about okay. that. She's a big fan. Okay. Okay, then fair enough. Do you feel like this would be good as an entryway to Star Trek? No, 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 no. no. Fair enough. No, I've just no. <laughs> I'm just fair sorry, enough. just fair in enough. case you're not sure. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to reverberate it just like I have in other episodes where it just goes all the way through the episode. <laughs> yeah, it, no, it, it does need a lot of background. You need to know who Trip is to really understand how important he is. Uh, I suppose. Uh, and even though it feels like it could be lifted out of season three, so you don't need it for season three and it's good standalone, yep. it, just to get the real drama, you don't really know. You, you have to understand why she's massaging his feet in the beginning of the episode. <laughs> exactly, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Um, so all that remains is S, the setup and uh, socials, of course. Uh, where can people find you, Dan? Academic Trek 47 on Twitter. I'll be there hanging about. Yeah, I'm there. Come along and say hello. Yeah, and the socials for this show have been cloned many times across many different uh, media platforms of Hive and Mastodon, and just searches yeah. wherever you find your ma- your socials. Um, so, setting up for next week yeah. is uh, season three, episode sixty-five, yeah. and season three, part of episode eleven, an episode we've already covered in Temple Trek as we go to Carpenter Street, but only the twenty-one fifty-three scenes. Uh, we covered Carpenter Street in season two of this podcast back in the. 21st century when uh, Archer and T'Pol were being detectives in Detroit, taking down some nasties and some reptilians who were time traveling. Uh, but this time we are just going to look at what happens on the Enterprise around that adventure. Yeah. And thanks, does it work mate. as a scene? We'll find out. Yeah, thanks very <laughs> Sorry, much. Sorry, yeah. I, I destroyed no, we've just We just talked about Twilight and we're just about <laughs> to talk about Carbon Street like that. Thanks very much. And we just spent an entire hour talking about bloody similitude. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm going to resign. I think I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I put the uh, the shutter door noise as you just walk <laughs> yeah, off exactly, and storm yeah. out. Um, <laughs> so yes, yeah, so join us next time at seven minutes and forty one seconds into the episode uh, as we see the Enterprise flying through space. Uh, so yeah, as always, thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next time stream. We certainly will. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please remember to like, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to it. If you would like to be a guest in the future or give feedback, 
you can contact me by either searching for the Temporal Trek Podcast Facebook page or find me on Twitter at Rider underscore Coattail. Also search the Temporal Trek Podcast. You can also find me on Instagram at Daniel underscore Hitch underscore Writer. Scripted elements of the show are a work of pure fan fiction and any views and opinions expressed in the episode discussions are my own or that of the guest. They do not reflect the rights holders of Star Trek. Any Star Trek sound effects or music are used under the terms of fair use and are not my own work. The intro music, Birthright by Audio Binger, is royalty-free from the Free Music Archive. Check out their work and others at freemusicarchive.com. And the Temple Sim. Trek is a free podcast with no Patreon or sponsorship. However, and if you would Sim. like to support the show, you can find my books by searching Daniel Peter Hitch on Amazon. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you in the next time stream. <laughs>